Welcome to episode 5 of the Creative Mornings Sheffield podcast. Creative Mornings is a breakfast lecture series for the creative community. Every month in cities all over the world, the creative and curious come together to drink coffee, eat as much pastry as possible, and hear a talk by someone amazing. Creative Mornings Sheffield is the Sheffield chapter, organised by Penny Lee. Each event is documented through pictures, video, and this very podcast. I'm Ian Broom, and this episode features Felicity Hoy, who tells her story and shares her thoughts on death, art, the universe, and people. Felicity has been self-employed in Sheffield for six years, working on projects that make use of and transform empty or underused buildings. Her interest lies in creating something new and modern in old spaces that will provide self-employed, creative people opportunities, but mainly so people can have fun. You're about to hear Felicity's talk in full, but first, some sponsor messages. Local partners for this Creative Morning's Sheffield talk include J-Wing for the lovely venue, The Depot for the delicious refreshments, Make It Matte Black for the Ace video work, Helena Dolby for the incredible photos, and, well, me at verymeta.com for bunging this podcast together. Go to creativemornings.com slash sponsor if you'd like to sponsor a future talk. Creative Mornings is supported globally by MailChimp, Shutterstock and Wix. Okay, right. So, um, obviously, it's, the theme is death, so it's pretty depressing. Um, but obviously, to talk about death, I have to sort of talk about life. Um, so I'm going to sort of just talk about uh, things from the beginning, not like birth or anything, but um, just sort of talk about like where my creativity comes from and what drives me. Um, so it's life, death, and cosmic creativity. So I want to start just talking about being ginger. Um, <laughs> Basically, growing up in school, being ginger was pretty horrible, as probably most of you know. Um, being ginger is, when you're young, is seen as something pretty, like, gross, to be honest. Um, to, to a point where it would be pretty awful, even, like, walking down the street and knowing that sort of people would be walking past me. I knew that people would shout things at me and would always sort of be shouting ginger <laughs> and obviously lots of derogatory terms. Um, it was difficult to sort of be yourself really because you've always had the colour of your hair which was sort of stopping people from really sort of seeing you. Um, so when I was 16 I kind of wanted to become anonymous so I dyed my hair, that was when my, uh, my mum had let me. Um, and I had brown hair and then black hair. Um, and then that meant that I could just finally sort of be myself which was quite nice. Um, but then when I got to Australia um, well, when I went travelling, um, all the dye sort of came out and then I got to Australia and I decided to embrace it because I could sort of be myself there, away from sort of other, other people. Um, and I started looking more into popular culture and sort of like, like realised how many amazing redheads there are in comic books and, and art. Um, so that was sort of when I first started drawing. So I looked back at... Um, these are some of my first drawings when I was in Australia. So it was like I was always sort of drawing redheads and sort of like trying to, I don't know, like create beautiful redheaded women. And then in a sense, I think that it was like, it was putting me into art all the time. Um, so these are some of the first ones. 
Um, I then started seeing a guy there who um, like loved uh, comic books, so he started buying me comic books. Um, so I really got into them and I started sort of looking at all the different redheads in comic books. And these are um, J. Scott Campbell here. These, so they do, he does like sort of like, well, like lots of superheroes and then also um, Disney fairy tale Disney characters as well. Um, this is, I looked back at um, my drawings and this is like the first sort of series of illustrations and drawings that I did, which was like a bit of a, um, a comic book theme. And basically the idea is that it was kind of me and I'd been put into a comic by a man. Um, and he's like writing what I'm doing in all these different worlds. And it was quite difficult for me to like work out what I was saying because it's just all a bit random and things. But there's like sort of like poetic, po poetic, poetic stuff about like dreams and, and kind of falling and like worlds and, and sort of like all a bit uh, Alice in Wonderland sort of vibe. Um, and here's like another one. And he's, he's basically writing me writing me into a comic book. Um, and there's me in a jazz club. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, my mama was right, there's blues in the night, I don't know where the rest of the words, um, I'm, glad I, I'm glad it's entertaining for you, how's the martini? Um, and this is where I started going really like Alice in Wonderland and started thinking about that sort of stuff, where am I now, can't I just go home and go to sleep, I'm tired of these strange worlds, and then we look for love, no time for tears, waste of water is all that is, and don't make no flowers grow, so it's a Bill Withers quote. Um, I then started to look loads, of, like, loads into Alphonse Mucker and just like, absolutely loved his artwork, I loved like, all the flowers and the women as well, and there's loads of redheads in that as well. Um, and the structure of the way that art is. So I started combining like those things together and sort of thinking about superheroes and, and comic books and then sort of with a bit of a, a mucker sort of vibe. And these are a couple of my first like acrylic paintings from back then as well. So they're all just all, all redheads, basically. That's the vibe. Um, and I found these, these are like the first selfies. So these are like webcams from <laughs> like my 20s. Uh, but I just thought it was really interesting because it was like I'd sort of, I'd even like started then trying to put myself into the art that I was creating in a sense. So like with the things on my eyes and, and like the flowers and things like that. Um, um, and then falling down the rabbit hole. So basically I've always had a very sort of uh, overactive anim like imagination, but also I think w way too much all the time, um, which means that I'm, quite an aware person but also it means that um, I've always had issues with sleeping um, so even when I sleep it's like I can, I've always sort of been able to lucid dream um, because I feel like I'm so aware and quite conscious when I'm in that state uh, which means that I can sort of control dreamscapes and I can control things that I'm doing in these dreams but also it means that I um, have sleep paralysis as well because I'm in that state um, and I've always like had trouble with that to a point where it's pretty awful. Um, I will get, I'll sort of be in a, in a dark place and I'll know that I am in a dream and I know that I'm trapped um, and I know that I need to push myself out so I will forcefully push myself out of this state of this dream and then I think that I'm out of it but then I'm not and then I'm still stuck. And that can happen like four or five times in a night um, to a point where I'll be screaming um, like inside myself. Uh, when we were in India, I was in um, the same room as my friend Nia and I was 
screaming her name, like, Nia, Nia, um, to try and get her to wake me up. But she, to her, it just sounded like I was just going, mm, mm. <laughs> but inside, I was like, absolutely screaming. Um, and then I, if I manage to wake myself up, I have to then turn on a light, um, sit myself up, put some music on, and then hold my eyes open, because if I don't, then I'll just fall straight back into that place. Um, and I think that when that sort of thing happens to you, and you realise, you know, when you're thinking about the fact that you're, 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 you're basically your consciousness and your brain is just, like, everything's just being trapped inside your body, it's quite interesting, and you sort of look more into popular culture and things like that. So I think Alice in Wonderland and fairy tales like that have always sort of interested me because of those things. Um, so, yeah, I sort of carried on with that sort of theme, so like Poison Ivy with um, the, the, the teacups and everything from Alice in Wonderland and then Queen of Hearts and it, for me it was like an exploration and it was sort of like, I wasn't really doing it for any other reason just to maybe sort of just think about myself in different worlds and like as different people in a sense. Um, when I came back to Sheffield I started to, well basically taught myself how to use digital um, artwork so I taught myself how to use um, Illustrator um, so I more ginger obviously um, but then I created a series of um, female fairy tale like basically alternative fairy tales so that's Ariel working at a crab and seafood diner um, there was loads of them uh, did loads of them um, and yeah it was a great series it was just like really just sort of showing that women would, that, well, these strong, independent women, that they needed to do their own thing um, and that they didn't want to, they weren't going to be satisfied with, like, marrying a man and living in a palace, that they were independent. Um, and then I started doing more sort of digital stuff. I did a few, like, commissions and things. Um, and then I created There's Nothing Like a Sheffield Girl. And then at that point, I think I realised that I didn't really... When money came into the mix, I didn't really want to do it anymore because suddenly it changed. Before it was like, it was, an, it was my expression and it was something that I was doing to escape in a sense. And then when suddenly it was like, I didn't really want to just be someone that drew on cue in a sense and someone was paying me to do that because you just, I think for me, I just like lost that, I lost the passion that, that I had in the first place. Um, so zap. So now I've got to go to a website, uh, which was, what was it? Command. Sweet. <laughs> Wait, that's the wrong one then. Oh, right, no, yeah, yeah. There. Okay, let's start with this one. Um, so recently, uh, this doesn't look very good on this screen. It's not really supposed to be that big, I don't think. Um, so I've just updated my website to sort of show like what I've been doing so if you want to have a look at it it's not there's nothing particularly it's not like I'm trying to show off or anything it's just like it's quite fun there's like some cool videos and things on it so sort of from the beginning of that point I started doing uh, pop-up shops so oh, that's rubbish how does that um anyway so yeah so did the the pop-up shop at 36 division street oh look there's Alfie there um, and then started Winter Garden pop-up shop. So that was like just doing things in um, basically spaces, like empty spaces to give people opportunities. And that was the idea. It was, um, I wanted to support creative people. Um, and also I knew that 
there was just loads of empty spaces everywhere and it was just like I felt like someone needed to do something about it so I just thought I'd give it a go um, and then I started Union Street co-working space with Matt and Steve um, so I was sort of involved in like the the beginnings of that and the design and everything um, and also the uh, I designed the pop-up cafe as well which is it used to look like that um, but it's, it's changed now like it's got a lot, lot better um, and it's, it hosts loads of amazing food and those amazing independents um, after that I realized that I sort of wanted a bit more of a dedicated desk space and I wanted the the support that more of a shared space um, brought so me and Ellie and Shelley started uh, Lightspace Collective um, so here's some pictures of this and here's a cool video of Leah and, <laughs> Leah and Ellie dancing look how good they are so great um, and then there's like a little sort of tour <laughs> still going yeah so a little little tour there so that you can go in and have a look at the space um and it's just you know we, uh, money doesn't drive anything that we do we just did it because we just we just all wanted somewhere to work from really we wanted to like support each other and help get each other work and it's just really really nice um from there we set up Lightspace leads as well um so this is like a bit of diy sort of little video boomerangs there so it's quite nice there i am doing that so, so fast <laughs> crazy um yeah and then that was like those those guys who set it up and yeah that was like photos from the launch so that was like in it that's in a um a cool warehouse space in meanwood in leeds um and now the whole the whole sort of block is being redeveloped as well and there's just loads of stuff going on there like um uh yeah and now we are we are in Aberdale pitch house um we've just basically moved there so we're all in there now in a co-working space and we're sort of setting up a hot desking area there as well so if anyone is interested then let us know um but what i did is i separated um things into buildings um like this um and oh shit how do i done that um and just sort of looked at like the different buildings that I've worked in, so Trafalgar Warehouse, um, setting that up, um, and then Aberdale Picture House, photos of Aberdale Picture House for one of the weddings there, um, and lots of other things like that. So I'm just talk about inner city weddings and events as well. Um, so I set this up, now Ellie is, she's in the back there, small child. Um, so set this up um, a couple of, couple of years ago. Um, Really, just because it was uh, just just wanted to do something different, and also just what I thought that it would be a good opportunity to sort of create a bit more of a um, a cooler sort of wedding scene, and because I don't actually really believe in marriage, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and every everyone's aware of that, I don't keep that keep that quiet. Um, it, I think that I. <laughs> I think that I come from I come from an interesting angle, um, so I'm not. <laughs> I don't really care about the the things that the wedding industry cares about. So I, all I'm really interested in is just making sure that it's cool and that it looks good, and that it supports independent business and that the couple are happy. Um, I really like them because they're celebrations and the fact that everyone gets together. And I think that that's a really nice thing you don't really get that uh, very often do you apart from like christmas but you wouldn't invite all your friends and all your family to christmas 
so that'd be mad. Um, and then everyone just gets really drunk, and it's basically a warehouse party, so that's really cool. Um, so these photos are of, uh, these are at 99 Mary Street. Um, and this is Kate and Russell. So these are by Ellie, who's here, of course. Um, and they drank rum in their ceremony. That's what they did. Um, and then we sort of like had this really cool like street party out the front of, hello? Uh, street party out the front of 99 Mary Street, which was wicked. Um, and then they had a, and then these are some cool photos that Ellie took of they're my favourite ones, Kate and Russell. So it's just nice. It doesn't really look like Sheffield, does it? It's sort of like sort of a bit of a, an urban London sort of vibe, and I think it's, it's they just look really really awesome. Um, oh shit, I can't get out. All right, there we go. And then, yeah, moved on to Trafalgar Warehouse. And what we do is we basically uh, had all these tables in chair. Well, I had all the table the tables made. Um, and then we go in and we set up um, any sort of space to look like this. Um, this. So yeah. So that's what we've been doing for a while. Um, so I need to go back to the presentation now, which is oh, come on, come on, oh, fuck that side. Okay, cool. Um, so crash. Um, so this summer was uh, wonderful. We did uh, 22, <laughs> like 22 weddings. Uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty nice and horrendous at the same time. Um, and I think that although it was really good and it was, it was great, I, I d it definitely hit me a bit um, and I crashed. Um, I think the issue is that I'm not very, I'm not very good when something, when suddenly what is my creativity becomes a service. Um, I think I find that that difficult to sort of deal with. <clears throat> I think that um, as soon as money comes into the mix, um, everything sort of changes sometimes. Um, and I think I sort of, yeah, I sort of realized that, I, that because of the fact that it was becoming more into, a, like more into a business, it was like I sort of needed to find my creativity again. Um, so I think I think too much. Um, I do think too much. I think all the time. Um, and I definitely think about death um, a lot. I always have done. Um, I, I'm sure that a lot of people think about it. But um, I feel like a lot of the time, um, I've got this written down because this is difficult. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I th I've, my life is based on trying to do things that make me progressively feel more okay with the fact that I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> so I do feel like I, I'm kind of constantly trying to do more stuff and trying to always do things and trying to always create because I don't know when it's going to happen and it could literally happen at any point. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Um, so to try and understand that and try and sort of be okay with the fact that that's going to happen at one point, I've definitely um, looked more to uh, space. Um, here is some uh, collage art of uh, smoking. Um, here's some of um, taking cocaine. Um, if you're on Instagram, then follow <coughs> these artists because they are absolutely incredible. 
Um, so yeah, so I started like submerging myself in art again um, and like finding all this like new stuff, uh, mainly on Instagram really. So these are like all these collage artists. Um, and I started to have a go. So Leah took that picture of me and then I drew it out and then I created a digital collage of me like this. So it's like the idea is that it's sort of like, you know, similar, emulating that. Um, me and Danny um, decided to do some space boudoir. So this is one of my favorite pictures from that. She had a play around with um, like flash gels and stuff. Uh, flash gels, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, front of you there. <laughs> Here she is. Um, yes, this is one of my favorite, favorite ones. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty psychedelic, looks pretty 70s. Doesn't really even look like me, but I think. Anyway, and then here's some more of those as well. So we just started, I just like really wanted to put myself back into art really. And that was like the idea. Um, this is someone that Leah sent me. This is Fetching Tigers, and she's uh, 18 now. She was 17, a bit ago. Um, and she does these incredible uh, portraits, like self-portraits. This is called Let the Stars Back In. Um, so if you follow her, then like, she's absolutely amazing. She's just turned 18, so she probably, probably photos will get a bit, a bit sexier, so that's uh, likely to happen. Um, this is a, <laughs> it's Instagram. Um, so this is space landings, this is really cool. Um, so, and then my friend Matt, um, Matt Williamson, who's Sheffield, I asked him to put me in his <coughs> artwork. So this is one that he did, this is called Neon Hula Hoop. Um, and then this is Trash Riot, who's also an incredible artist. Um, Mr. Babies, also brilliant, and then Slime Sunday as well. So I started like looking at all this stuff and creating a bit of a, like a bit, I don't really know, like a bit of a theme. Um, and I just decided to just start creating a new persona, in a sense. Um, so I created Cosmic Ginger. And I, I had to spell it with a K because it wasn't available with a C. <laughs> and it wasn't available with a G-E-R either. So. <laughs> So that's the way it is. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's where I'd live uh, there if I could, that place because that looks really nice, doesn't it? It's be a lot better than here. Um, and then that's my superhero costume that Charlotte uh, Kaufman made me um, there, that bodysuit. Um, so yeah, so again, just taking selfies really, just like nothing really changes, doesn't it? Um, but I've just got loads of apps now, so it's I can just <laughs> I just mess around with them. So I just look at like different types of artwork, and then I just sort of mess around and do different things. And it's just you know, it's just a form of expression, really, isn't it? It's like it's just putting yourself into art, like it's just fun. Um, glitching stuff. I got a glitch app, so I just glitched loads of stuff. <laughs> Glitched everything. Um, so, yes, yeah, so more superhero stuff. So, satellite soda. So, basically, uh, I, I want to be a superhero. I think everyone does. Um, I, I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. To wanna, wanna do. Um, I think everyone's scared of doing these things. I want to be as strong as I possibly can. Um, I had been following Daniel Anton NYC. Um, on Instagram for like two years, um, and he's like easily my favorite um, favorite photographer. It's fine art nude. It's absolutely beautiful stuff. And I knew as soon as I saw it, and this like the people that he was taking photos of, um, and the way that he was taking the photos, I knew. I felt like I knew him. I knew what he was about, and then I knew what he was like, why he was doing it, and. 
there's something extremely empowering. Sorry, I didn't cut off the top, by the way. <laughs> I didn't have time, so it says like you know, 4G and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's really empowering. The women are really empowered. It, I think it, it might appear sexy, but I don't think there's anything particularly sexy about the process or, you know, it's not, it's not meant to be sexy, if you know what I mean. Um, here's some more here. Um, so yeah, so I didn't think that when I booked the flight to New York, I didn't really think that I was good enough to go and do it. And I didn't think that I would be able to do it. I didn't really think, oh yeah, I'm, you know, in six months time, I'll be getting on a plane and going to have, you know, be, be in these photos. Um, but I, I sort of, I knew that I could grow myself into that person who would be able to do it. Um, and I knew that I would be able to build up the strength um, and the confidence to be able to get on that plane and go and do it. And all this whole like cosmic ginger thing and everything, like I suppose it's just all building up and I'm just doing it so that I could, so that I felt confident and I had a point and a purpose to be able to go and do it. Um, so I went and here are some of the photos. Um, so he shoots, you can sort of see that they're all in the same places. Um, but each of them look totally different. It's really amazing how he sort of how he shows that. Um, so that's another one there, just at the bottom of the stair. Um, so I sort of chose the the poses myself, but then he would direct me and move my head or tell me to move my head so that I was like more in the light or to straighten up my arms. And I tried to sort of flow and do different things. And um, these ones are. Thinking the nipples out because I didn't know where. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to, but then I didn't know how many people were actually just going to come because they thought I was going to talk about buildings, and I thought that you might be like terrified. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and then this is another another photographer that I work with, it was Golden Green, um, and suddenly when I, I like I bought some roses, and then suddenly I was in like mucker paintings, and it went all crazy pre-Raphaelite and stuff, and I was like, what? Um, yeah, this is quite an amusing one. Um, basically, this photographer, um, he gave me a white, a, white, <laughs> a white vest and some white pants and was like, uh, do, do you want to put, put these on? And I was like, <laughs> 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 like why? Um, and then he was like, uh, oh, you know, now that you're a bit more covered, you can uh, do some more sexy, sexy poses. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, you know, I thought what I was doing was sexy, but fine. Um, and then when I got the... <laughs> Um, and then when I got the, the photo through, it was just a bit like, what does that even mean, you know, in regards to popular culture? But then I was looking through comics and I realised that, look, she's, she's wearing that in Aliens, so I'll just sort of say that that's why we did it. <laughs> <laughs> From now on. Um, so, yeah, so this, so basically he took this one and then he sort of, he doesn't really edit it, it's like all natural light photography, but I just, like, I couldn't believe that. He posted that on the Monday and it got, like, a thousand one hundred likes or something. It was like, it's just, I don't really know how he managed to make me look like that. It was just look like a painting. Um, and then here's some more as well. Um, just like really sort of renaissance-y, sort of like arty. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, that's my body. I don't really want him to edit things out. Like, I like the fact that, you know, that's what my ass and legs look like. It's, you know, I'm not trying to be a model. I'm not trying to be you know, anything other than I am. It's just, you know, it's just the way that I am. Um, and these, I bought some blue flowers and then we did these. Um, 
So suddenly I'm art, which is nice. And that was what I was sort of always, <laughs> always wanting to be. Um, so art and money, as I've mentioned a few things, um, I think that's the, uh, the ultimate showdown, in a sense, creativity. Um, in regards to the art modelling thing, Daniel is very much an artist and it's fine art. He doesn't get paid for any of the stuff he does. He doesn't really sell any of the stuff either, so there's, no, there's not really any money um, involved. A lot of the women who are art models, they are like travelling art models, so they ha sort of have to fund what they do. Um, so they're all on this, um, not all of them, but quite a lot of them are on this um, site called Patreon, which is basically you, you can sort of like fund different artists. So if, say, one of them will do like a shoot with Daniel and then your nipples will be they won't be shown, um, then it'll be like, oh, well, I've just, you know, for my patrons who pay £5 a month, um, you know, the unedited photos are online so you can see them. And then for my patrons who, who uh, spend, like, 10 um, then you can see the more sort of provocative photos. Um, and then for a little bit more, then you can pay, and then they'll do strip teasers, um, so you can view the strip teasers online. And then if you pay a little bit more, then... You can have like online chats with them and stuff. Um, and I don't know if anyone's seen the series Hot Girls Wanted um, on Netflix, but I'm really interested in like how that sort of thing kind of changes, like how you can sort of just because nakedness in a sense is like it, you know how art sort of changes when money's involved and like power and stuff. Um, so yeah, so. I wanted to talk about this as well. Um, this is one of the, my comic book collection is uh, back there if you wanted to have a look. But um, sort of always been inspired by the strength and uh, the representation of women in comic books. Um, I've bought this in New York. This is um, Jane Foster Thor, she's the female Thor. So she's a, um, a doctor and she's got press, uh, breast cancer. So she is being treated for breast cancer, but basically every time she turns into Thor, um, it means that the cancer medication and everything doesn't work. So she becomes more ill in her sort of real life. So basically what she's doing is she is choosing to save the world rather than herself. And I think that is pretty wicked. Um, so what makes me a superhero? <laughs> I see connections in everything. Um, um, I sort of, if I know about something, I know that someone needs something, like I, I sort of feel like I, I might just wait it out and then something will just come along and like the universe will sort of will tell me something and, and that's pretty powerful. I see how good people are when they don't see it themselves and I tell them and I guide them and I help them if, I've, if I can. Um, I try and do that a lot um, and then everyone does that to me, which is really nice and that's a, a wonderful um, support network. I don't care what people think of me anymore. I think that's the, uh, the feistiness of being a ginger. Um, <laughs> um, I'm honest, uh, maybe too honest. I, I personally do not believe that there is anything else. I believe that Trump will probably blow us all up. And then what will happen is the world will explode. And then <laughs> a comet or something. Uh, will just fly off into space and then it'll sort of go on to another planet and then the chemical reaction will start and then new life will be created and that'll be like really cool. So I'm happy with believing that. But that also basically makes me want to just do as much stuff as possible. Um, so that's, that's what drives me in a sense. And the main one, every morning I get out of bed and carry on. 
and that's the one that takes the super strength. I find life to be quite relentless, really, especially when you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, you know, getting home at night time at like 12 o'clock, having to take your makeup off, and then getting into bed, and then waking up like an hour later, and then doing it all again. Sometimes I get home and I just lie on my bed in my clothes and my makeup, and then just don't bother, just wake up. <laughs> it's easier that way. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I get up and I carry on and it's hard, but there's a lot of people that don't, you know, and find it a lot more difficult than me. I think that's uh, pretty good. Um, I think I think too much, but I also think that I am happy with the fact that I think this much. I think that there's a lot of um, distractions and I feel like the way that popular, well, the way that our culture is going, um, especially with technology, I feel like that people are trying to, people, they, are trying to distract us um, and trying to make us stop thinking about what it is to be human and what it is to be alive. Um, and I think that in regards to mental health, it's good that everyone's talking about mental health, but I don't really understand why mental health is even like, not like a thing, but it's just like, I think everyone's just trying to work out like how to deal with the fact that we're alive. And I think that it's really hard sometimes. Um, and I think that it's, I don't think anyone should judge anyone for sort of working it out in their own little way. And there's always something going on with someone that you don't know about. Um, so yeah, so keep thinking. Um, and yeah, that's it. So that's my uh, creative journey. I think it's a good mixture of um, people. I think that if you have too too much of one type of person, <laughs> sorry, that's not doesn't make any sense. Um, I think it needs to be a, like a lot of a, a good mix of like lots of different people. And I think if you're all sort of working in similar fields, it's really good. That means that you can support each other. I think if everyone's a bit like too similar, then it's a bit it doesn't really work. Um, but yeah, and then I think also desks that face each other as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, because we, in the last one, we were, it was a lovely space, but we were all sort of, um, like, in rows, basically, against, like, looking against the windows, whereas this one now in Abedale Pitch House, we've, obviously, because of the space, we've had to sort of, we're just looking at each other more, and we're all sort of more connected, and it's like, <laughs> it's, it makes such a difference, like, um, but yeah, um, and breakout spaces as well, so yeah, that's what I think. Um, well, it's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to describe. Um, I think it's about, I think it's about sort of like doing modern things with old things, if you know what I mean. Like it's sort of, um, I don't really like 
new spaces. I think it's, it's important to like transform things. And I like the idea of like looking at connections and sort of, is it like a sort of, is it like the idea of like postmodernism in a sense? I don't know. Sort of looking at connections and then creating new things, but thinking about those things. Um, with the buildings, I've just always been really into old buildings. Like, I mean, if you look at a space like this, like how much better is this than anywhere else? Like, you know, it's, it's much, it's, it's part of history, isn't it, in a sense? So you feel like you're part of something that's, that's lasted and, and been here for a long time, rather than just sort of getting rid of something and then just building something crap on top. Um, and people so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, with Abedale Picture House, it's so, it's nice, like, now that we've got the fly tower in use, and setting that up for the wedding that I did there in June, that was absolutely incredible, knowing that, like, people used to go there, and they used to, it was just like the picture palace, and people, it was like the place where people went, and all the seats were with, and they were, like, lined in sort of gold and things, and it was like the place where everyone went, and that's just so cool and also when silent film like started that was the place that everyone was sort of going to and it was like really cutting edge and that was where the young people went to go and just that's what we want to sort of do with it now we want to make sure that that is because it could have gone a different way it could have gone very sort of heritagey or whatever but it's like we're just trying to do really cool stuff in it yeah yeah, yeah. for like young for young people well people of all ages but yeah new stuff basically yeah maybe but, but yeah uh, what in the world? Or, oh my god! <laughs> I don't know really. Um, I don't know. It's hard, like it's hard, really. A sort of I suppose that this is Sheffield's, you know, the, the, my life at the moment. So it's like that's what I would be thinking. But Abedale Pitch House has been my favourite building for absolutely ages, um, and. When I went to pick up the keys to that from Kieran, I was like driving up Abedale Road and like seeing that sort of looming in the distance and knowing that I was getting keys to that, I was like, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's, and there's absolutely loads of buildings in Sheffield as well that are like, absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's a shame that some of them are not gonna be opened up, but I think as far as, like, there's quite a lot of people in Sheffield who are wanting to, wanting to make sure that you know that a lot of them are in use. Well, I did a couple of years ago. Um, we looked at the um, the old funeral home, which is one two on Air Street, which has got a food hall in. Um, but that was just there's a lot of it's quite a lot of difficulty with doing something like that, uh, especially with the council. Um, yeah, try to try to try to work try to work out a way to do it like legally and like properly um but so much sort of red tape and issues with uh like planning and things like that um especially with safety people living in a building because um, that would have been a fantastic example really loads of people do it in london i don't see why we can't do it here but um yeah maybe one day maybe someone else with some money can do that there <laughs> so i'm broke <laughs> Yeah, they are. Well, in a sense, I was talking to someone about this the other day, is the fact that, like, well, in, like, 
in every city. It's always the artists that move into a, an area and then they make it really cool and then the property develops move in and then it's gentrified, isn't it? And then they move somewhere else and then it happens again. And I think that, yeah, it's just, that's what, that's what happens, isn't it? It's like they're the ones that make it cool. Um, it's pretty, pretty interesting when you see that. If only more people realized that that was the case, maybe they'd pay us better. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I've got absolutely no idea. I find it very difficult to look past a year because I think I might be dead in a year. So uh, <laughs> just a bit on that, that happens like every year. So yeah. So I just yeah, I just keep going and see what happens. But I find that um, what I like to do is just make as many connections with people as possible. And what I'm doing at the moment with Abdel Pitch House is quite interesting. I'm trying to sort of look outside of um, Sheffield and trying to sort of bring make connections with different cities and stuff and try and bring some more interesting things in so I've got no idea really like what could what could happen um just sort of open when you're open to things then stuff happens doesn't it so yeah but I like buildings and I like music and I like people um so combine yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much just, yeah just run parties forever I think so, yeah I don't think that I get boring it couldn't do so, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. And that's it. Big thanks to Felicity for a fantastic talk. And thank you to you for listening. You can find out more about Felicity at felicityhoy.co.uk. You can subscribe to the Creative Morning Sheffield podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whichever app particularly floats your boat. And you can visit creativemornings.com slash cities slash SHD or follow us on Twitter at CM underscore Sheffield. <laughs>